Hi everyone, my name is Indrajit Singh Makkar. I am the founder at Factacy.ai and an investor in ProxG. I look forward to having a great discussion with Harkaran uh, in, in this podcast, which is Leaders Union. And I'm really looking forward to discuss how AI has evolved and how the businesses can benefit from it. So Inder, um, what was the start of your career uh, after your graduation maybe? So when did you take the plunge to be an entrepreneur? Or your journey now is a little summarized thousand feet about bird's eye view. So yeah, uh, uh, I started uh, my, with my first job in 2006. That was uh, a placement from the college. Uh, around 22 people uh, sat for the interview, two of us got selected. And first job called like a career. Yeah. So that is what happened with me. Those I resigned as an associate director. The company name was started in Poors, which was a very good rating agency, which is a very good region. Rating agency. We handled the data part of it. So data said but Then I moved to logistics and importing and exporting of uh, electronic goods, uh, and then we moved on to uh, the hardcore startup arena. Yeah, where uh, uh, I talked to one of my friend. I mean, we very good social people, and a lot of friends. They're still friends in the ecosystem. Ban jata hai. Usi ecosystem ka ek fayda ki chhame aajit. So, dosti aali mein jaise baat hoi ki, hey, mere paas ek idea hai. Arey mere paas bhi ek idea hai. So, I talked to Polkadi. He's one of uh, very close friend of mine. He's like a half brother to me. So uh, we talked about ideas. I exchanged mine, which was Actacy, uh, which is about uh, how we can use macroeconomic data and how we can uh, marry them to uh, different data sets and create intelligence out of it. Okay. His idea was, yeah, uh, Corona, okay, let's do one thing. Uh, let's create virtual presence. Okay. And that is where Proxy got... Did uh, you pitch that Shark Tank? Uh, got us to Shark Tank. And... Uh, uh, that made, I mean, he's my biggest mentor and he made me learn the tricks of the trade when it comes to a startup. Mm-hmm. A lot of things that I did not know. As a, as a entrepreneur, you uh, rarely get a chance where you get to know these stuffs firsthand. There's no book that can teach you an entrepreneurship. Uh, uh, it's not like hundred and uh, like 101 steps to be a successful entrepreneur. So, Prauzi happened. Shark Tank is a lot of accolades. Or Jin Jin conference room may janically permission to the Mapedrazabna Kunelabi. And uh, recently, uh, with the advent of uh, transformer, trans, transformer languages, LLM, GPT, for example, Jabo Shurua, then Mirao data on a Piafit was a Jagat. So I asked for an excuse. He put, uh, let's, let's just spread back to where we started and let's hope the investors are also fine with it. So we took a, a easy transition and exit so that everybody is happy with it. And it's a win-win for everyone. The practice he got changed into practice.ai. Okay. And what data that they are that he married together. You started your journey in uh, um, Standard & Poor's and uh, you were working for somebody. Uh, was it always at the back of your mind that you want to be an entrepreneur or was it because of a reason? Was it your passion? What was the story it takes a lot of guts to, you know, shift back from an, uh, being an employee with somebody and to running our own game. So it's it's a it's a it's a big step. Yeah. So gradually, what happens when you when you join a company, you don't become uh, very adamant on the start again. You you make some time of your own. You create your own space and you start learning stuff. 
absorbing as soon as uh, it's all dependent on the personality as well agar aap seekhna chahte ho to agar aapko company bar bar sikha rahi hai to aapko kahin aur jaane ki zarurat nahi padti at some point of time when you become uh, a plus one of a very senior leadership ke ek senior leadership ka ek group ban jate hain then it's all operational then it's all uh, cyclical metrics hote hain kpis maintain kar rahe hain team kar rahe hain kar rahe hain so that was becoming the whole job mm. and that's where it was a signal to me that i i think uh, there's nothing more that i can learn but there's a glass ceiling there is me or it's kind either to crack through it and stretch your own journey yeah and that's what gave me that portion i think because normally entrepreneurs give out an answer a very very bookish answer that man mein tha ki karna hi karna hai humne and that's when we took the plunge but you had a journey where you were learning the analytics and making sure that you have enough knowledge and it was a calculated move and it was a huge plunge i mean uh, like i said i mean uh, the position i was holding was a very good uh skigo pleasing position that you have a seat of your own and decision making we are cheating and the environment was very good around 100 people uh, report to you and multi city yeah. operations and you have everything that boosts your cv up yeah and uh, to take a plunge into doing something on it had to take a lot of it had to it had to take a lot of uh, uh, discussions Uh, soliciting permissions with the family as well because unke bhi cash flows upar niche honge definitely a lot of things that happen and uh, i think god has been really kind at the reason i like to talk to you a little bit about prodigy more so uh, it was a calculated move that happened between two friends and uh, you took a good amount of you got a good amount of limelight also appearing on a particular show what was the reason you skipped was it your own calling to make another company or did you find that there wasn't enough for you to do in that initial company what was the reason you shipped the uh, you skipped the role so uh, you have to ask one thing uh, are you replaceable or are you are you fit replaceable if the company that's a good one yeah uh, if, if the company doesn't uh, function when you like skip a couple of days going to that office that means that you you should not leave the ship you still need to handle this pair and you need to stay it well Mm. but if you create replacements if you know that the company is big enough and you have uh, people who are your uh, backups and that's what uh, standard and post taught me i mean you need to create backups because you need to take holidays as well mm-hmm. and like balance be it so culture bhi aisa hai ki if i take a leave tomorrow or day after at least the company survives mm-hmm. so proxy ka bhi ek stage aa gaya jab pe mujhe lagta hai ki operations itne bade ho gaye hain scale itna bada ho gaya we have good consultants good team who's adding there and that's where i think a uh, the opportunity on practice was like rising at that time and we had to do that uh, uh, my own personal as a, as a, as a third person when i look at your journey uh, if there are two zoom points in your journey the first zoom point when you uh, changed course working for snp and shifting into your own company the another uh, zoom point is when you shift from proxy to factory and in both of those areas there is a calculated move that's true what do you think is the importance of calculations in a journey of an entrepreneur uh there are two aspects to it i'll briefly uh, talk about two one is i never burn my bridges so when i leave snp i still have people in snp helping me out with everything that i need uh when i leave proxy they do not feel the brand or they don't get affected when i'm leaving there so those bridges need to be intact you leave on very good terms you create backup so that the, the business and the commercials never take a hit and then when you move on i think that's that's where you bring those connects with you the ecosystem follows and you make that ego make that uh, network a little larger by every single step 
and the calculation definitely i think on on my side i think uh, it's about what you want to do and you follow that thing and it it changes and you don't have a i mean people say that you have a not start not start should not start should only be your own ethics and your own personality yeah. that is your not start yeah commercial not start businesses whatever comes up you need to make good of that and you need to capitalize on that and yeah. that's the calculation and tool on Actasy is right now very in a very nascent stage. Mm-hmm. I know we have to make it big. I know where to take an exit as well. Mm-hmm. I know what to do with the company even after I take an exit. Mm-hmm. So at least that calculation needs to be there. You don't need to, you don't need to kind of jump into the water and see how deep it is. Right. You need to at least put your toe in first. Even calculate. So that has really paid you well. You knew when was the right time to take a move. Yeah. And mostly, if we are we are taught that it's all about gut and uh, you know your own calling that you, whether you need to take a decision, but. You know, it's all data reliant. And talking about data, I'm going to talk about the new company that we started called Factasy. Yeah. So, in simple layman's term, what do you do? Tell me. So, uh, thank you for the opportunity to actually introduce. I mean, uh, we've been into stealth mode for about six months now. And, uh, uh, Factasy uh, enables you to adopt AI. Simple terms. If you if you know that uh, AI can help you with something, Factasy can make that happen. Right back in the day, then people said, "Yeah, I need to go on online. I need to create a website." So people started creating website. The coders started uh, PHP pages, HTML pages. That was software development back then. Then people said, "Yeah, I need need to go into cloud now. We go cloud environment. See, that came into it. Server capabilities now. Then digital transformation came into the picture. What after that? When you got data, you got uh, architecture correct. Uh, now you need to look at efficiencies. Now, that's what you think that." Now I need to create an AI model which includes LLM, transformers, uh, NLPs, computer vision. So all those things you need to hire people. I give you those services, updated people who are industry experts, consultants. Those people can help you bridge that gap from where you want, where you are, and where you want to be. So in short terms, uh, we make AI possible for every business. So you are, I guess, you're doing the last mile delivery of AI for the utilization of a normal person. Yeah. So let me put put across a scenario for people to understand. Let us say that I make a new company today. Uh, I use your model to understand, uh, let's say, my customer base. What kind of a customer base should I need to target, or let us say, what should be my go-to-market approach? So, will Factasy be of utilization to us? That's one part of it. Like for example, if I'm starting a D2C company today, I'm creating a, uh, uh, I'm using a platform like Shopify or something, where I'm reaching out to my customers. How to reach out to those customers? The segmentation that can be done through AI. When you made a save and the customer's data is coming in, how to gather intelligence from that simple data point? That okay, I'm selling these many uh, uh, units in this pin code, or I'm selling these many units to this uh, demographic area or file. Okay. How to gather intelligence? How to merge it with different data sets? Like consumer spending, how much is it? And what is the average income? Is it increasing? Is it decreasing? Is it decreasing? Do we need to spend more money in that area or not? So AI can it's it's becoming more power, powerful every single day, and because number of data points are increasing and the churn is increasing. This podcast we're creating video visuals, we're creating audio, we're creating text, and then that is purely human. But when you look at this video after like five seven years, and you that's a data. That's that's data and timeline and that's a. Mm. Like it's kind of having your own ML and a data scientist. trained for you for your utilization and then and very on the 
personal assistant who can it's your own uh, i don't know if you uh, you read avengers and it's your own job it's not job is with yourself with yourself all right so uh, what are your competitors in the market and what's your growth strategy like you have been in the stealth mode you you're still developing the company structure and everything that's where you must be right now i guess your product might be uh, entering the market so what's your growth strategy and what are you thinking in next let's say 6 7 months down the line so uh and also one more like are you d2c um, or uh, b2b like what kind of segment are you means uh, i'll circle back to the original question as well there are two segments one is marriage services which is ai as a service i can create uh, ai models and deep ai services to the people who want to build their own models second is the saas model where we are giving in logins uh, for people to access in the first phase financial data about a company and that can be its classification its competitors its uh, financials uh it's esg data as well something like crunchbase that does for you and uh, a lot of other companies so uh it's not directory data uh it's not like kyc it's about intelligence from that so for example if i'm uh i'm talking about practice uh, if i'm releasing information in the br domain even in my social media handles i'm releasing a lot of information which can be tied with a lot of things mm. like for example if I get an investor, and the investor invests some X amount in my uh, company, and I release a PR. And normally, there's a line about uh, saying that okay, I use this fund to do this, 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 increase my PR, paying it, do marketing and brand building. That becomes a key information to a person who's into that area. So, a brand builder or a PR consulting firm knows that I have a fund to do this. Right. I have an uh, intention to enter into that field, that service. that becomes a lead for that person so i'm not going to just set out and say no no right you're making information worthwhile for somebody's utilization okay coming down to the point of ai you know there is there is a lot of debate about ethical ai and ai let's say somehow down the line replacing a lot of human jobs and everything you are developing a company using ai as a service what's your take on that because a lot of good great um, you know grounded voices in the industry say that ai at some point uh what like factory is doing right now with people you know might be something is done ai can do it itself so what do you think about it what do you see is the you know just solve it for us it's it's way too confusing I, my knee jerk reaction would be ignorance is bs but uh when we talking about being very open and, and talk about uh uh being very transparent i am a little scared i share the opinion that uh uh sam altman and then the industry Who's who of the industry? A lot of things are getting developed, and a lot of things have a lot of potential to replace a lot of work that we do. The good way, the optimist way to look at it is uh, that okay, you'll have a lot of time uh, to do more creative work. But now, even the creative work is being through air, poor deaths. So it's back in that era, the when the advent of computers and advent of uh, internet was there, everybody got scared. What will we do? What will we do? uh now we have this what the sari jobs chali gayi but you you have content creators you have uh, digital media seo marketers a lot of new roles are being made i'm yet to see that in this phase that what will be the next kind of maybe because the the domain of ai is very virgin and we don't have a lot of uh, what do you say backdrop understanding that's also causes a lot of uh, fear maybe at some point even in the minds of the very well grounded in this industry that what will happen uh, as we but i guess the more a number of companies that sprout us up in this domain that make us understand this domain in a more easier fashion 
and the other factor is i think uh, companies like ours i mean uh, just recently sam ottman was here uh, in uh, for about two days and uh, there was a conversation that happened and the question was uh, this was one from one from the the, the head of sequoia in india he asked him uh, why can't we see indian companies create fundamental uh, ai like uh, chat gpt why don't we see an indian company do that and what what can we do so that india creates it his response was i, I would not recommend doing that because it's so uh, uh, yeah, yeah. It was very open and blunt response. I would not recommend doing that because he knows what's at the end of it. Wow. And uh, he's, he's, he's not a guy who minces his words. He, he's just the analytic kind. You're tired, but I would recommend you doing that. Wow. And uh, the other factor was, I think, uh, uh, coming back to uh, where uh, we talk about uh, where we are headed and uh, what, what is the role that we can play. I think companies like our, I mean, we're just like the catalysts. And you rightly said it's a last mile connectivity kind of a thing that okay, and we are increasing the reach of AI. Mm-hmm. The folks who thought it's not, it's a distant thing. They could report to hire a uh, MIT team who's, who's uh, fairly new, has its own trial, and we have a specialized team. I guess even startups can be a big customer for you when they're doing a market fit and they're not able to understand why it's not working. Yeah. Uh, uh, a lot of uh, startups have that budget constraint. They cannot hire someone from Deloitte. Yeah. Getting a full-time ML uh, scientist is way too difficult and way too costly. And I mean, a founder understands, a startup understands another startup better. So I understand what the cash flow situation is. I understand what uh, the issues that they're facing. I mean, we uh, did talk about my experience <laughs> over five years. Yeah. I understand if, uh, if carbon manufacturer is coming, if, if uh, uh, logistics uh, uh, startup is coming to me, what is the problem that he's facing? So that part, I think, uh, uh, I believe, and I, I, I am a little skeptical that nobody can take away, or now. And on, on a more philosophical note, you have started four or five companies in your journey, and that's a pretty short journey which you've made companies and you, you've made them successful. What is, like, let's say one or two things you would like to teach your younger self uh, to avoid maybe the mistakes that you did along the journey? So that somebody who is listening to this podcast understands what to avoid. I think uh, uh, this thing, I think I, I might have time traveled and talked to me, taught my old salesman like uh, very recently in the past. But uh, the even uh, the, the the younger me, even from that point, like the, the hinder that was there in 2006 to 2015, I would have told that in the net, okay, don't compare your chapter 3 or 4 with somebody's chapter 25. I mean, it's very easy to say, okay, our Elon Musk, he had a very good time. Uh, look at what he is today. And uh, even uh, uh, you talk about Indian uh, founders, look at uh, a lot of uh, uh, make my trips and a lot of uh, unicorns. And yeah, I want to be that. But now Uber has already been done. Ola is done. Even a lot of uh, Zobatos are done. What is that for me? So you compare your journey with someone who's already traveled that path. He's, he's He's put his uh, personal financial security at risk. He's put his work-life balance uh, at, at, at risk. He's made the cause. He's failed a lot. He's learned a lot. Then he's made oh, success of one of the ventures. And then you say, okay, that venture was so successful. Then I want to do that in the first place. So you, you, you run your own race. And you set a milestone for your own self. On self. And then you fail every once when you get it. Without coloring it to the lens of somebody else who is working in some other domain. Talk about 
and in fact i feel that indian sort of founders are you know a, a little bit uh, influenced by way too much because you as you were talking uh, family plays a big role you know there's a one big stakeholder when you are making your own company apart from employees and customers there is family that is a big stakeholder so uh, you have had a fair share of your own dealings with the family when starting your own and i, I can relate to that so uh, what i'll just tell you what my conversation was with my wife and uh, there was a path i mean one of my like i said i don't burn bridges my previous mentor he offered me a job it was a very good job and that was back then when proxy uh, hasn't uh, hadn't been proxy uh, it is as it is today so i had two paths one is take that cushy job the the well cushioned job in a very senior position very lucrative second is a startup which uh, knows that okay and i'll be dealing with clients someday and it's risky so uh, i remember i sat down with harley my wife and we had like one and a half hour discussion that's what the founders never share with uh, other founders this was a very personal discussion where i wanted her support and that's where family comes yeah because it's necessary for her to know that what is in enthroned in my journey later on mm-hmm. i'll be late at home there be times when the kids would need me and she is there support them she also has her own job but she also has to fill in some some part of my time with the kids as well a lot of things that okay let's cut down on bond trips for the next two years because i may not be having the time or even the cash flow liquidity as well so i needed to get her buy in so she invested her own life yeah she was my first investor in my own journey and not a lot of founders talk about that in the journey is that uh, buy in as well because agar you know if this was not there i would have uh, given up a long time earlier yeah not not earlier family is a great backbone when you are shouldn't you said that this would happen so no turning back now so she is my biggest uh, push now because she was you know she i already because she can give an unfiltered approach has you done she's on it you know that kind of mentorship is uh, always there so i guess with with the work that you're doing with factly i guess as i mentioned earlier that you're supplying the last mile delivery what you'll end up doing but i can see as another startup founder is that you'll make this industry a little simpler for us to understand maybe avoid pitfalls as we go forward you know ethics only come when we know the entire picture in in its entire doomsday way so that that still has to come down the line and i guess that will solve all right so there are a couple of um, quick questions that i would like to ask you they're, they're more easier on the tone they're more funky questions so uh, if you were a character in a video game what would its special abilities be and what would its name be so i am a video game you are a character in a video game what would its name be and what would its special abilities be given the kind of journey you had had so i think uh, i i don't play the video games much but the game has to be about uh, uh finding a solution or probably a brick re game or kind of a geeky game yeah, to geeky game. Uh, not not coding related but uh logical or something uh, which which i can solve or puzzles kind of a thing and i like solutions i i'm a man of uh, uh not taking no for an answer i mean I'm, if you have a problem i
the team gives me surprises, the good ones. Thumbs up. Other bad ones, those are things that the guys are doing. But folded uh, hands because a lot of uh, what I am today is because of gratitude and support from Bob. If your life was a movie genre, what would it be? Boring. <laughs> but yeah, I think uh, I'm the. That that's a rare answer. That's a very rare answer. Robbie Dalvin. Uh, and then if I strike gold with Pactasy, yeah. that's in that documentary. My- You're gonna strike gold. The, most of the people who come to Leaders Union do strike gold with in Baronda events. <laughs> okay, describe yourself in three words. Um, energetic, and uh, calculative. I'll tell you your calculative. <laughs> but yeah, I think calculative may be wrong. But yeah, calculative. Answer Malik. Calculation for you. All right. So here we come to the round of the podcast where we get to exchange the weapons. Uh, you get the to be the host. I get to be your guest. You can ask me a couple of questions. Yeah, now it's interesting. Uh, so uh, I'll definitely ask you uh, uh, one thing. Um, in the in the course of this podcast, what is the thing that you always, when you could drive back home, what is the thing that you take back from all the conversations that you have? Because I wouldn't, I wouldn't get that wisdom out of me. All right, it'll help you. So, uh, but the, again, as I as I told you, see, I get to uh, interview a lot of uh, people from different domains, and you know what's the most fascinating thing is it refills my own bowl of my own values. When we walk in the world, we see that this person is working on his own. He apne liye kam karay, he apne liye kam karay, apne liye kam karay. But the at the end of the day, there are core human values that every great person has. You interview a person who is doing charity. You interview a singer, you interview an entrepreneur. There will be core human values that they're working on. They'll have the same fears. They'll have the same successes. They'll have the same smiles. They'll have the same expectations out of themselves. And I guess that reinforces my own fears. If I am facing something, and if I get to hear that similar thing from a person in my own domain, that satisfies me. Oh my, okay, okay. So this is fine. Life is okay. Everybody's going through that. Not only it's the same drama that we are all all. Working into and um, it's funny because at that time I always say this: uh, this this too shall pass. This too shall pass. No, a lot of these things. I mean, another question I want to ask. I'm allowed to question. You can ask. Yes, of course. <laughs> so, uh, uh, with your journey with MMH, I, I know for sure that you're helping a lot of uh, people uh, with with connections, exposures, and building up their own uh, livelihoods as well. Uh, what is that one thing that gets you out of the bed every morning. This is what I want to do. This is why I'm charged when I go back to the office next morning. This is the reason why I go to the office. What is that thing? That largely, I am a person who works a lot on um, adrenaline. So for me, uh, my life's motto is: if Vahegru wants it, that I end up making ten companies. I have already done one successful company, which is still running. Uh, this is my second venture, and uh, my journey. I want to be earmarked in ten different companies that I started. Uh, I want to start another company next eighteen months, and uh, I keep a very tight window frame for a company. So if I'm doing MMH, it's eighteen months for MMH. I gotta make sure it becomes profitable. I gotta make sure it break evens. That time framing and that tunneling is—it's yeah. a war that I try to. From a program manager point of view, I think it's it's a lot of <laughs> target that you give it. Yeah, yeah. It's like agile. Yeah, I mean, you you have your own. Uh, it's a, it's a tight frame that I have. Yeah, so I leave a company once it break-evens. 
and I try to touch and I try to do those works which I understand. Like if, if with MMH, I already come from this background and I, and I already understood there is a big problem that I can solve. And nobody was talking about it. And uh, that was one of the big reasons uh, we started with the company. And uh, magically enough, uh, in the first six months itself, we touched 4,000 uh, customers and subscribing customers who pay us every month. That makes our bills run and that helps us hire people and, you know, uh, stretch across the paths that we want to do that. Am I not three questions? Now? Of course, please. So the third one is uh, how many lives have we touched? I mean, in terms of uh, generating employment uh, and, and, and the part two question of that is how good that makes you feel? Uh, in that, like you said, uh, life's motivation again comes from the impact that you make at the end of the day. Uh, Sarbat that you touch at the end of the day. Uh, I... We, in both my companies, we have close to 150 plus people working. And uh, let's say if every person has four members in their family, so you can do the math, there's so three lakh people that we are able to do. And I guess, that is a life in its own glory. Uh, the reason why I asked is because I know that is a common ground and that's that's not, uh, uh, that's not because obviously, obviously like now you are not working for money you already have it yeah. you have a family you have a good livelihood you don't have to work for money there is something else you are trying to fulfill now yeah. and yeah. and if we say that you are fanboy for AI that's hai. there are many more problems in the world to be solved there is impact that you at the end of the cause there is an impact that Inder made he touched four companies he built those companies and he did something good with his life so that impact, that Sarbat Dapala is what... Uh, the last phase of the uh, podcast is pledge that you take. In next two decades, what would Inder's impact be on the world around him? One pledge and you stick to that pledge. I, I will just take a segue from the last question. I want to touch as many lives as possible. I want to be uh, known for good. I want to be known for someone who... If, for example, if I if I have a broken car somewhere, I know within uh, two or three uh, miles, I have a friend who got So I want to touch as many lives as possible. If I want to put a number at it, uh, I would probably uh, have a crowd of thousand people who should be my first contacts who are reliable, who are trustworthy, and who I know I have benefit. That's again a very calculative pledge. You want impact and you want to take it back. On the uh, 150-ish uh, right now. That's, that's... Hopefully in the next 10-20 years, I should have a thousand lives, direct lives, last months, who I have benefited in some way or the other. I have given back some. Wow. Thank you for joining on to our podcast. It was a pleasure having you. This was Inderjit Singh. Uh, he is the founder of Factly.ai, which is basically an AI analytics company. They supply out AI intelligent data. The best thing about the person that I just interviewed is that he is a person of damn positivity, I guess. In a very short span of time, this guy has built close to three companies, maybe wrapped a few of them, uh, jumped from being an employee at a great MNC and then jumping across to building his own company. His is a journey marred and with a lot of calculations, very positive calculations, a little bit more of will and a lot of persistence along with that. He touched upon to the core ideas of family as a great support system and how Maybe we don't always have the right answers, but just that having that will to move ahead in life, um, thinking about the larger impact changes a whole lot of games around us. So that was Inderjit Singh, founder of Factly.ai.